and welcome to The Last TP, uh, the last theme park podcast about rides and fun vibes. This week, we've got a wonderful guest coming back. Well, coming here for the first time. She was a guest on a previous podcast. Now she's back on this one talking about her ride experience. Welcome, Marika. Hi, Randy. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. Absolutely. You know, I want to say, first of all, I'm I'm happy you said yes, and I'm happy you have a history of roller coasters. And I was kind of surprised of a few of them here. Yeah, like when you sent me the invite to the podcast, I was like, oh my God, I don't have anything to add really. (laughs) Because to be honest, I'm a person who gets very like motion sick when I'm on a ride that is like super, super fast, etc. So like there was a time, especially when I was growing up where I had huge problems with that. And every time when we went to like a theme park or I don't know, like a little carnival or something, I was always the one watching the bags while all the others were on the fun rides because I couldn't stomach it. But like when I listened to your podcast, I was like, okay, there were definitely some theme parks, especially like over the last two to three years, like maybe not 2020 and 21, but you know, 2019 and the years previous, where I actually went to a lot of theme parks and like explored different rides because mm-hmm. apparently when you're an adult, you can stomach some things better apparently i don't know yes so Mm -hmm. yeah i definitely have quite a few of them and because i'm from europe i think there are definitely some on there that maybe have not been on your podcast before yeah for sure and especially since this is i think episode three probably probably haven't talked about a lot of (laughs) we haven't talked about any european uh theme parks at all actually but i i did i on tiktok i'm following uh i forgot who on TikTok, I'm following someone who is doing. He's. I think they're in Europe right now. I think may possibly Germany, and some of these rides are b- unbelievable. And I think the most unbelievable. I think the most unbelievable thing are the like beautiful landscapes. You know, in the background. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Like there's actually one of them on my list here that is, uh, yeah, that's also very known for its uh, surrounding area. So I will mm-hmm. get more into that later. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Uh, okay, well, you know, this uh, this is the segment uh, we did like intros. Now we're going to do a little bit of news. So this is kind of like, unfortunately, not European theme park news. This is, uh, is going to be specifically California and Florida uh news actually this this might just be california theme parks right now uh but here's the first one i don't know if you've ever been but disneyland here in california they took away our annual passes you know during covid and uh yeah they it was it's still gone even now but recently they just announced that they're going to replace it with something called uh magic key the magic key program and there's no information about it yet. It's just they, they announced that they're going to make an announcement. You know what I mean? Actually, it's going to be out by the time <laughs> this podcast comes out. But yeah, you guys will know. And uh, yeah, this this so they sent an email today, Monday. And then tomorrow, Tuesday, they're going to uh, tell everyone what it is. But a lot of people are saying it's not going to be the same, you know. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll just have to see. That's a big one here mm-hmm. in California. And uh, what do you think of that? 
Do you guys have uh, annual pass holders uh, out in Germany? Yeah, we definitely have. Like, I mean, this is especially a perk for the people who live somewhat close by. I mean, for us, there's no like really big theme parks or like nothing like Disneyland, for example. Germany doesn't have a Disneyland. We have got Mm -hmm. Legoland, which is also pretty cool. We've got like so many other theme parks. But they are not located in the area where I am. I mean, I'm like for everyone who maybe has not listened to the other podcast episode over on Randy's other podcast. I'm from Frankfurt in Germany. So um, we've got other perks, like for example, that the airport is very close by. And because of the airport, we've got like a very international setting. So there's a lot of very, very good restaurants, etc. So it definitely has its perks. And we are a very beautiful area here with a lot of vineyards, etc. And with a lot of forests. So it's very beautiful. But... Unfortunately, we don't have too many theme parks very close by. So for us, an annual pass is not really like an option that would really be worthwhile. But for everyone who is living very close to a theme park, of course, like when that when that is something that they enjoy, they definitely do that. Mm-hmm. And I think they would not be very happy if uh, they would get taken away the annual passes. I mean, we also have got any annual passes with things like zoos, for example, or anything that is like open to the public and where you like where, where you when you really love animals, for example, you can definitely get a pass for that. So it's something that is learned that this program is sort of available. And I think people would not be very happy about that. But it's funny that you mentioned Disneyland. I, I, I think you mean the one uh, in Los Angeles, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've actually been to that one in 2019. It's on my list here, actually. That's crazy. That's the list I also saw. And I was very surprised to see that. It's it's so recent. 2000. Actually, that was right <laughs> before it closed down. So you got here just in time. Yeah. Yeah. Like we we tried like like in 2019. That that was like the big year, so to say, in terms of like very big vacations so to say we had like a very Mm -hmm. small vacation for like a few days where we went to Lake Garda and we actually got engaged there so that was the year of 2019 and then we had our very big vacation plan for for like three weeks where we went to the US and we first flew to New York spent like five or so days there and then we flew down (laughs) to las vegas but we what we directly left las vegas so we just got off the plane took our car drove the car to the horseshoe bend and then we did like a huge like circle so to say where we visited so many different national parks and we spent a lot of time in the car of course but we also spent so much time hiking and taking pictures and like spending time in the nature and then in 2019 we also went to LA because my cousin actually lives and works in LA so we drove down I think it was Lake Tahoe I like had a near-death experience there on a bike ride but it's totally different story but it always it 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 makes for a very fun story between my fiance and me because that's like the one time where he saw me like at my very limit and he was like okay (laughs) I'm very happy that I saw that like you know before we get married because now I've seen like all of you you know what I mean Mm -hmm. 
wow. oh dear yeah so, so so we were there and then we drove down to los angeles which of course you could have made like more stops and you know see a bit more of the scenery on the way from Lake Tahoe to Los Angeles. But the reason why we came here so many days early was because we wanted to go to Disneyland and we wanted to go to the Universal Studios. So yeah, <laughs> that's the reason why we have... Did it meet your expectations, the, the theme parks? Definitely, yes. I mean, I mean, like before that, I said... It, there's been like a long time where I did not really go to a lot of theme parks. But the mm -hmm. like the first real theme park experience that I have in my mind that is still very vivid is actually when I was six years old. And my like um, godmother and her husband took me to Disneyland Paris. And even though I was just six years old, there's so many memories that I have from it. So I knew in general what a Disneyland is like. And then when we went to Disneyland LA, of course, you know, not all rides, when you go there as an adult, not all rides are really made for you. Of course, there's a lot of content that is especially catered for when you're much younger, which is, of course, mm -hmm. so cute. Like, there's nothing cuter than a child that is, like, so happy when they are in Disneyland. It's, like, it's the cutest. Right. But... Even when you go there as an adult, especially, I think, in Disneyland LA, because mm -hmm. you've got the Star Wars area that was, like, I think very recently opened when we went there in 2019. Oh, yeah. And that was actually a huge selling point for us because, like, it's an area that is not really made for, like, the young children because there's nothing, like, I don't know, bright pink. There's nothing glittering there. It's, like, basically this wasteland desert town <laughs> mm -hmm. with like and there's the a lot of role play the there's a lot yeah, of role yeah. play and you know all these characters are going around yeah that too, that too we actually saw the role play and there's also like this big ride with the millennium falcon so mm -hmm. th this is also not really made for children so we went there because we're huge star wars fans it was absolutely incredible the ride was very fun we did it twice i think and also like the overall setting, the the music, how it's done, the detail. And mm -hmm. you know, when you spend the whole the whole day there, when it gets dark, it's so beautiful there because all the people get out their lightsabers. It it's really, really cool. Wow. So when yeah. when yeah, when you are into Star Wars, I think this is like the ultimate experience. It's it's fabulous, really. One hundred percent. Yeah. Because it's like located like at the very back of the park. So we like found ourselves maybe not very intentionally, but definitely like subconsciously <laughs> moving to the back of the park directly to see that because this was like one of the huge selling points for us, as I already said. And we were mm -hmm. so fascinated and we found ourselves coming back there during the different parts of the day because there was always something new happening. So yeah. Right. Great recommendation for everyone. I mean, I know there's a lot of people who were like, yeah, can like can they really capture that experience? Especially because, of course, there was a lot of uh, criticism towards like the whole thing that Disney took over Lucasfilm and uh, took over the rights for Star Wars. But you really see that to create that theme park element, they took set designers from the film and gave them the task to make it as realistic, like 
realistic in quotation marks. You know what I mean. But to make yeah. it to feel as much Star Wars as it possibly possibly can, right. and they did a fantastic. And you do get that experience that. for sure. You, everyone feels like they're in the movie, basically. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like, and and what I really like, and this is also maybe something that is not very suitable for children. It's because it's very noisy. I mean, everyone who loves Star Wars, you know that these cities on those desert planets because they don't have like the craziest technology but they work with i don't know parts that are maybe like a few a few years old like speaking like in a in a movie reality sense so to say so they are maybe mm -hmm. like a few years old they're rusty etc so they are not running as smoothly versus when you're i don't know on a planet where there's the capital located or something so when you are going through that part of the theme park all the machinery is not running smoothly it makes a lot of noise like it makes those sounds where the air is coming out because it needs to ventilate every like two minutes or so so it's like you really get that experience because also the sound design of the overall element in that park is so very true to what you have seen in the films it's absolutely like they really nailed it to the last detail it's absolutely incredible mm -hmm. and they they have fun things like when i went with my friends we got chased around by chewbacca and uh because i think one of my friends had a a brown coat on and chewbacca was <laughs> they were doing a bit where you know he would he'd be like oh this is my long lost chewbacca friend or something you know Aww. i mean a wookie friend <laughs> uh yeah but i'm gonna get burned for that one for sure <laughs> Yeah. yeah did, think, did any characters follow you or um, anything like that? And like none that we really know from the films. Like when we were there, they recreated a scene where there was like some military, like high-ranking military guy. Let's mm -hmm. call him an admiral, or something like that. And he was like conducting a speech to everyone. He was like flanked by stormtroopers, and he was like having a speech towards like the whole auditorium being like there's a fugitive on the run like he was holding up a picture if oh, you see funny. her you definitely need to report her and then you could see that like at the very very back of the like and then you could like realize okay maybe she's somewhere in the crowd somewhere and then you like at, at some point she exposed herself to someone in the crowd and then they had to decide do they snitch and tell like <laughs> people from the empire that she's there or do they help her in order to achieve whatever mission she had so they they did it in a very fun way and i think it did uh -huh. not really um it it did not really like take away from the fun that these were not characters that you knew already because they they looked similar you could really imagine that these are definitely species from the films but you, you know it's always like with those like chosen one tropes of movies or books there are also other yes. characters living in that universe, even though the books or the movies are not strictly about them. You know that there are also other freedom fighters other than the, I don't know, handful of people that you get to know so very like in-depth through the movies. So yeah, there was not really much difference. I really like how they, you know, they let the audience, you know, decide if they're gonna snitch or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, <laughs> if, so that's a really cool aspect. When you were there, did you go on a Rise of the Resistance? Or was that open yet? I don't think it was. I think the only one that was open was the Millennium Falcon. Oh, okay. 
Because right now, that's my, you got to come back because that's my absolute favorite <laughs> ride, Rise of the Resistance, you know, com- especially compared to Smuggler's Run, which is the ride you were talking about with the, you know, where everyone has like a certain job, right? And you. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's the one. Yeah, and that's like, a lot of we, fun we, too. We rode it twice. And like for everyone who has not been there, it's like, like in every like capsule or like spaceship that you go on there in that ride, there are like six people and three different roles. So two people have like the same job, so to say. And there's like the mechanics, Mm -hmm. the pilots, and I think the people who shoot the cannon. And we were the mechanics for the first time. And like, Mm -hmm. I think from all the three jobs, it's like the less exciting because you just had to have to hit buttons whenever they flash. I mean, it was perfect for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that the very back? Because I'm thinking, oh, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. The very That's back. the very back. I mean, I mean, like mm-hmm. you know, in real life, mechanics are super, super important. But oh, yeah. you definitely saw that you have the job that is like, you know, the least difficult <laughs> <laughs> because you just had to I hit was, the flashing yeah. buttons. I was a mechanic a month ago. I went to. I was in Florida, and we. I went on Rise of the Re- the Resistance down there, and they had. I did a single rider, you know. So the, pretty much the single rider is mm. they'll put you with a different group that that needs that's an odd number. Ah, okay. So. Everyone, everyone who's a single rider basically is always the engineer or the mechanic <laughs> because nobody wants that job, you know? So everybody <laughs> – and you're partners with someone who doesn't want to be a mechanic. So I was in that situation <laughs> of someone yelling at me like, I don't want to be a mechanic and I'm, I don't want to be one either. But, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, but the thing is I, I only waited 10 minutes. Everyone else waited two hours. So I yeah, feel bad okay. for the other engineer, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, but yeah. but that's a good tip. Like, if you want to go to the ride faster, just be like that single rider. <laughs> right, and but I think single riders are closing again because Disney World is requiring masks. I think. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, it. When I was there, it was they just released. You know, I think the COVID numbers were going down, so they 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 had you know restrictions only on the bus. I think you needed a mask. But now, yeah, now I think every, everywhere indoors, you mm. need one. So, yeah. yeah. Within the LA Disneyland, like, of, of course, like, my memory, it feel, like it feels so far away. Because back then, no one thought about COVID. Like, nothing I of know. that sort was in our minds. And, you know, when I'm conjuring all those memories, nobody is wearing a mask. And there were so many people. And, like, because you are so very conditioned right now, you're like... Why are there so many people? Why are they not wearing masks? This is not right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. But I mean, yeah. Disneyland LA does not only have the Star Wars world, of course. They also have like one ride that we very particularly enjoyed, which was like Indiana Jones themed. I don't remember oh, the yes. like the official name, but it it's was called definitely Indiana Jones. Indi- it's called Indiana Jones it? Adventure, maybe. Okay. Yeah. But but it's okay. yeah, it's in the name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so this one was also very, very cool, especially because when we did the ride the first time, there was some technical error. I don't know, some kid touched something like off the <laughs> like like outside of the cart and yeah. then the then the whole ride just stopped and the lights went on and i remember we were like sitting under this giant snake and you know oh. like when when the like and you looked 
like up and you see the snake and you're like yeah this is a weird position to be in Mm-hmm. And because we did not know what had happened, you know, we, we didn't know maybe someone did fall off. Maybe we are here for like 30 minutes. Maybe we're here for just one minute. Who knows? And mm-hmm. luckily, I think it was just like two to three minutes. And then the ride continued. And then they just let us go another round because we didn't get like the full experience. So that was actually very cool that we could oh. do it just like two times in a row. And it like this is a the one ride that we can definitely recommend because it's like it's very cool if you know indiana jones films and if you like indiana jones films i think you will definitely enjoy it yes and that's something you can only get at the well that's something you can only get in the u.s at california because florida they don't have the indiana jones ride ha (laughs) yeah so you did the right you made the right choice you went down you went to the right place over there Yeah, the thing is, I'm, I mean, maybe I'm like getting roasted from your audience here. But to be honest, like going to Miami was never really an option for us because other from maybe Disney World, there's nothing there for us. As weird mm-hmm. as it sounds, but because, you know, all the like all the national parks that we heard about are located in the west of the country and because also my my cousin is living in LA it was pretty obvious for us that we would rather like like for our first ever US trip we would go to the place where we already know someone just to know you to visit them because I see my cousin I don't know once every two or three years or so So especially because now with COVID, etc., there were like two years where he could not travel to Europe to see his parents. So, yeah, (laughs) definitely good that we took that chance. Yeah, that's great. Was besides, you know, Star Wars and Indiana Jones, was there anything else that stuck out to you? And did you get a chance to go to California Adventure or were you only at the... We we only went to like the the original Disney park. To be honest, right. at the beginning we were like a bit like irritated because we did not know that the park is split into two. Oh, <laughs> we I did see. not know that before. And then at the cashier, she's like, "Yeah, do you want to? Do you also want to go to adventure?" And we were like, "No, <laughs> we don't think so." <laughs> I don't know. And then yeah. after we like paid for our tickets, luckily, like. On that day, there was no line or anything because we went there like I think it was a Wednesday or something or a Tuesday. Like it was oh, a very that's random day. Fantastic! Be- what month was yeah. it? Yeah, what was it? Uh, I think it was September or August. Okay, September or August. Yeah. So, so the weather was of course great, but because mm-hmm. it was like a random weekday. It like there were not too many people, especially not at the cashier, which was really nice. And <laughs> like when we bought our tickets, we were like, okay, if we really want to go to adventure, we can just go back and get another ticket. It's no problem, no problem. But then we looked mm-hmm. at it, and we were like, yeah, okay, like maybe you could go, but we think that like Disneyland in itself definitely has enough like content for us to consume so it's it's fine and especially because mm-hmm. the day before we went to the universal studios we were already like okay like it's it's been a tough few days like yeah I think, some f- theme park fatigue 
<laughs> maybe a bit. I mean, it was also overall fatigue because like, and this is all one day, like one day consecutively. We first mm -hmm. went to Sequoia National Park, drove over to Yosemite, went to Yosemite National Park, drove over to Lake Tahoe, went to like, like had our bike ride in Lake Tahoe, drove all the way to LA, stayed there for a night, went to Universal Studios, stayed there for a night, went to Disneyland, stayed there for a night, spent wow. like a weekend with my cousin and his uh, and his girlfriend, and then went on and drove to Joshua Tree. So <laughs> it was like that a very intense <laughs> very couple ambitious. of days. Yeah, that's very <laughs> ambitious, <laughs> that uh, plan. Well, what a great trip. It, it was an absolutely amazing trip. I mean, of course, like mm -hmm. it's one of those holidays where you come back more fatigued than you left, <laughs> but it's a good fatigue. Yeah. <laughs> and we, and I, I think we came back on Saturday evening and then we just had the Sunday to recover and then had the, to work on Monday again. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we, we definitely learned from that that you definitely need that one day of recovery. <laughs> before you go back into the real world again yeah wow well marika this has been so great it's not quite over yet but i just wanted to say do you have anything else to talk about besides i mean re regarding theme parks and do you have any uh, tips or stories uh to I, tell the <laughs> listeners like actually maybe one to finish off like the US portion of my theme parks as I said I already went to Universal Studios and to be honest I know this is a very controversial opinion but we found Universal Studios to be a tiny bit better ride wise like maybe like of course Disneyland lives off of all of those Disney characters and the overall feeling and the music etc but we really enjoyed the rides a bit more in Universal Studios than in Disneyland, especially like the ones, like the two ones that they had Harry Potter themed. The Jurassic oh. World one was absolutely incredible. Then the the one with Transformers was also nice, but you know, it was not something that was sticking out. But mm -hmm. one, the one that absolutely killed us was Krusty Land, like the Simpsons themed <laughs> yes, one. Yes, yes. To That's be honest, incredible, like, huh? yeah, that I, Simpsons. I'm thing. someone who gets motion sickness very easily. My fiance is not. He is like very resistant to things like that. And he came out of that ride and he was green all over his face. Oh. <laughs> At wow. some point, because like for everyone who does not know, this ride is not really like a roller coaster or anything. You are sitting in a capsule and you see a movie in front of you and the capsule is moving accordingly. But because the screen is so big and you know, you get like water splashed in your face and you get like air in your face, you really like your head thinks that you are really experiencing this very, very crazy roller coaster that they show you in Krusty Land. And because my fiance could see that after, because it's very long, actually, I think after like 45 seconds or so, he was looking at me and he saw that I was like absolutely like done with it. And wow. he, he said, like, look to the left. And because when you look to the left, at least like our our booth was located very like far on the right. So when I looked to the left, I could see all of the other booths with, with all of the other people. Oh, and yeah. looking at them really helped me because I then realized, okay, this is like, 
you know, you're not on the roller coaster. So for everyone who experiences that this ride is too much for them, just look at the other booths and you're feeling better. Yeah, <laughs> it's shocking one, how like, long it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we did not take the time or anything, but it was so long. Oh, mm -hmm. it was so long. But I Ugh. think like my two absolute favorite rides were definitely the Harry Potter themed one, just because it was a very cool interplay of things that you were shown on a screen and like, you know, like puppets and machinery that was, that was also worked into it. That was very cool. And then the other one was the Jurassic World. You see all those things left and right, the dinosaurs popping up, like scenes from, from the movie, etc. And then when you look to the front, like it's very dark up there. And when you look to the front, suddenly, like from the front, directly in, in front of you, there's coming towards you this ginormous puppet of a T-Rex. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know he's like roaring and you see all the all the fangs and it's absolutely incredible how they did it you're really shitting your pants when you see him the first time but the most astonishing thing is that they timed it just right that you look up to the t-rex you are scared to death and then you just drop <laughs> because every at that point everyone is looking up and nobody is is expecting the drop and then you just go down and it's really nice wow. because it's like over very quickly. Like you don't have that, oh my God, I'm going to fall. I'm going to fall. I'm going to fall. Mm -hmm. It's it's very sudden. But the way how they did it cinematically, it's just absolutely incredible. Like yeah. after we finished that ride, we were looking at each other. And we were like, again, again, you <laughs> are so cool. Yeah. I love hearing that uh, you, your first time <laughs> because it's, you didn't know, right? You didn't know that was going to happen. No, no, wow. we ne we never really read a lot about the theme parks. We just like right. see, okay, do they have good recommendations? Like, I don't know, on Google or something, how many stars do they have? And then we just go in there and like experience it without knowing too much about it. Well, okay, I want to say one last thing before we wrap up the, the episode. I highly recommend you check out the Universal Studios in Orlando. <laughs> There's two parks, actually, two Universal Parks in Orlando and one of them has another Harry Potter ride that's probably the best. There's two new Harry Potter rides out there. One a little bit older, but they were both better than the one, you know, at Universal Studios uh, in Orlando. You know the one the the one on the arm, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah. I I had to remember, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the one. So that one, I meant. yeah, <laughs> one of these rides is a motorcycle. It's called Hagrid's Magical Motorcycles, I think. My, yeah. I might be wrong about that, but then the other one is Gringotts Escape or something, where they're in the bank, you know. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. that's really cool. Um, that one I was really surprised about the Gring Gringotts, <laughs> even though it was like a little bit older. But yeah, I won't spoil anything. Uh, you, you can experience that yourself. <laughs> Yeah, before we leave, do you want to talk about your podcast? Yeah, sure. So for everyone who does not know me, I'm Marika. As I said, I'm a podcaster from Germany. But because I read nearly all of my books in English, because I've got a book podcast, of course, I'm also doing that in English. And I'm also doing collaborations with people who have English speaking podcasts. And my podcast is called Child of the Library. You will find it 
nearly everywhere, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Deezer, if you have it. I'm also on YouTube. When you just type in Child of a Library, I should pop up with all of my episodes on there. And on there, you also like see my face because I also do like little introductory videos in front of the actual episode so that people get to see a bit more about me. And I've also got an Instagram at Child of the Library where I put in like all things related to the podcast and where I also illustrate quotes from my iPad and I put them on there too. So yeah, if you liked our episode here, definitely come check me out and also check out Randy because he will be on a collaboration with me on my podcast. Yeah, and guess what? It was incredible. We I had the best time on it. And uh, <laughs> no, we're about to record it now, but I have a feeling it's going to be great. Definitely. We're going to talk yeah. about manga and anime. So what's not to love about that? <laughs> All right. Wow, that sounds exciting. And also real quick, you can check her out on Random Top 5, one of the episodes. I forgot what number, but we talk about something on there too. <laughs> it's It's been a while, but that was our very first collab. <laughs> this is a collab reunion. So yeah. We talk well, about we, weird Asian food. I can remember right. because I talked right. yeah because <laughs> I talked about all of the weird food that I ate in China and you talked about all the weird food that you experienced on your travels in Japan etc. So right and some foods fun. I almost ate <laughs> that I you know that, that I put on the list still. <laughs> and I, I remember like one of the things that I definitely remember is that I I urged you to try Pringles ramen the next time you go to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, since last time until now, it's still closed, unfortunately. But yeah. you better believe I would have been over there. I would have tried it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had I, I've had some new ramen since, you know, so that's that's been OK. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been fun. Thank you so much, Marika, for coming on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Bye. Bye.